We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. We convinced ourselves that they were gone. But they were just hibernating. They came for everybody. All police. Are we safe? I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. everyone i just wanted to make a quick announcement about what the show is going to be doing moving forward after game of thrones ends josh i got you hey sarah what's up josh will now be my officially new co-host so i'm super excited to announce that and after game of thrones ends we'll be producing new shows on the upcoming hbo series the watchmen in conjunction with the upcoming series, The Boys, which will be airing on Amazon, I believe in July. And of course, we'll still be incorporating Reddit and follow the same format, just with some different shows. And you can find all of our previous episodes covering all Game of Thrones, Westworld, and Star Wars on Anchor and anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, Josh, super excited to officially have you come on to the show officially as my new co-host how excited are you i'm super excited and i'm i'm really excited about these new uh new shows we're doing i have high hopes for both of them yeah me too i'm really excited about it as well and then of course you know josh and i can maybe add some other shows as things new things happen and new things come up and then of course we have prequels coming as well which i think is happening next year is that right josh the prequels for game of thrones you know that they, they keep moving the dates as from what i've heard so i'm not really sure when they start but yeah, yeah whenever they start we'll be sure to go over those as well yeah and then we can keep everybody informed too of news and like you're like we were just saying as like dates and times and things change for that also so just wanted to give everybody a quick heads up about that and Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you soon. Bye.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop My Pod. I'm joined today by my co-host, Josh. Hello, Josh. Hey, Sarah. How are you doing today? It's another good day. We finally have a good episode to talk about, so I'm pretty excited. Me too. Me too. So today we're talking about Game of Thrones, episode five, titled The Bells. And super excited to talk about this. I finally liked an episode. Everybody else in the world hates it. <laughs> that That's just par for the course for us, Sarah. <laughs> oh, but I don't care because I I really, really enjoyed this episode. I had, I had a really good time watching it. I just the entire time I was watching it, I was like, finally, thank you. Because this is entire time for the past four weeks i've been saying maybe next week maybe next week <laughs> yeah we had a main character die that's not happened in like 12 seasons we really had two main characters die i guess when you think about it i mean but yeah we had the like main main big baddie die yeah it it was i had a blast what do you think about this episode Oh, I loved it. It's the first episode of the season that I enjoyed watching a second time. Just for the spectacle of it, you know. I mean, the other ones were fine to make sure you caught little bits and pieces, but just from the joy of watching, I enjoyed going back and watching this one again. Me too. Me too. I I wasn't dreading it like I was last week. I had to force myself to (laughs) rewatch the episode last week for the podcast so I could talk about it. Well, at least we could see, right? <laughs> that's that's true. That's a true statement. That's actually what I was kind of worried about, about this episode, because I knew it was going to be, you know, a battle. And I was like, oh, please, God, please, God, do not do this at night again. <laughs> well, the wild thing is, you know, they, they filmed this a while ago, and I think they knew that everybody was going to get upset at them, because there's a point where Danny wants to attack at night. And they're like, no, no, we're going to wait till morning. And it's so funny that that. they would make that comment, you know, because they didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I'll have to. I'll have to. Is that where? What scene is that in? It's when they're outside of the gates. Um, It's pretty close to the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at the notes and I had it on in the background and then. Oh, cool. I think John even says it. He's like, no, no, we're going to attack in the morning. And I was like, oh, thank God. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll be able to see the episode. Thank you, yeah. John. <laughs> well, The Bells was written by the Double Ds and directed by Miguel Sapochnik again. And he seems to be the, the guy that does all their their big battle episodes and episodes such as these. And... The plot is interesting because, well, even on, I'm on the wiki right now, but I know even on HBO it has one, there's one sentence. And on the wiki it says, Varys betrays his queen and Daenerys brings her forces to King's Landing. That's the plot. <laughs> I just, well, you know, usually I just find it's... it so funny because, like, in all of the earlier episodes, when you get on the wiki and you click on the plot, they're like, some of them are like paragraphs several paragraphs long for like one episode (laughs) and now you get on here and it's just one sentence (laughs) 
that's the plot. <laughs> well, sometimes those are the best episodes. Just kind of keep it simple. Yeah. So yeah, I I really enjoyed this, and I'm I'm finding the discourse on not only this ep- episode, but just on this entire series, this entire season, I should say, as a whole. I'm just finding it fascinating myself. I mean, I spent way too much time on Reddit today. <laughs> well, it just goes to show that we're wrong about everything. Apparently, like so. we love it, everyone hates it, everyone loves it, we hate it. Apparently so. Because, like, everybody feels about this episode how I think that, or myself anyway, I won't speak for you, but myself anyway, how I felt about the Long Night episode. I mean, I just thought that that episode was probably the worst episode I've ever seen of the entire series. And everybody's saying that about this. And I loved it, so. (laughs) You mean the worst episode you didn't see because you couldn't see anything. I should thank you for reading yeah. me. Yes, that's so that sounds so much better when you yeah. <laughs> yes. So what do we think the central theme of this episode is, Josh? Well, you know, I I don't think it's the case for us, but apparently for everyone else the theme was kind of subverting those expectations. You know, people thought that Danny was gonna be what she's been in the past and that that's not the case. You know, there were a lot of people that thought that Cersei would probably live till the very end and that's mm-hmm. not the case. You know, I, I think a lot of things that happened this episode, people were expecting for the very end, like the Clegane bowl and, and things of that nature. Yeah. I like that. Um, I said that I thought that you know the central theme was retribution i feel like that danny finally got her you know, she got her revenge definitely she, she took back everything that was hers but yeah i like that too i like your version too well and and what you said absolutely i mean not just her but you know the hound mm-hmm. uh in the some ways revenge. Yep. in some ways Tyrion and uh and jamie like, mm-hmm. you know, they saved each other at different times. Uh, yeah, no, no, Retribution's a really good one. So, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the opening. Do you, is is the show now meeting your expectations now that we're, you know, at our penultimate episode? Maybe. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. At this point, you know, we're we're kind of judging the book before the last chapter and I think they can stick the landing, so to say, but you know, that D and D's even came out and said that they're not going to have the internet on. They're not going to watch the episode. Like they're, they're going to be in dark mode. So I I think whatever happens is going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I'm glad that you brought them up, but I, I agree with you by the way, but I'm glad that you, kind of touched on that because they are getting hit hard today i mean i everybody is really blaming them for this and i mean and they're the showrunners they're, they're the show writers don't get me wrong i mean i think that they are responsible for 
obviously, like you're saying, if, if they don't stick this landing, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it's going to be their fault, right? They're the ones, can, you know, to blame. And I mean, I feel like that I've, I've piled on onto them in the past before, but because I did like this episode, I feel like, I don't know. I think, and I've, I've kind of said this before on other episodes of, of my own podcast anyway, and I've kind of, you know, I've tried to defend them before in the past, but I think that they've been put in a, in a difficult situation here with George and we don't know what all's in their contracts either. You know, we don't know if, if it was explicitly put into their contract that their ending can't be the same ending as the book or, you know, George could have said, I'm going to give you this outline, but, but you really can't do any of this. You know, we don't, we don't know what was discussed here. Because this this can go one of two ways for George. This this there's two options here for him. Okay, either the double D's completely destroy the the show, the series, right? And then everybody's kind of done with Game of Thrones after this. Nobody wants to watch the prequels, and then his books come out, and nobody wants to read them, which would be terrible. Uh, or two, they still don't stick the landing. And this drives everybody like myself, who's not a book reader, to be like, I want to read everything I can possibly get my hands on that George has written because it's got to be better than what these two did. <laughs> so those are pretty much the options. You know? Right. I, I agree with you about the second part. I think that no matter what happens uh, Sunday, people are going to be interested in the books. Um, I, and like you said, they had they probably had the worst job in the world. The only thing I can think that may match this is whatever happens to uh, the Lord of the Rings that's coming in the future, just where people held those books in such high regard right? that anything that they consider tainting, or even, you know, you were talking about Star Wars. Star Wars is the same way. You know, the, the second that people believe that the new stuff isn't matching the old stuff. You know, people just want to see things burn in this case. And yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. But on the other hand, I, I, I think they kind of set themselves up for this. Right. So, you know, it, it's a little bit of both for me, but yeah, we just, it's Sunday, you know, we're, we're finally here. We're going to see what we hope is George R. R. Martin's take on something, but Maybe it's not. Maybe his ideas changed, you know, in the last couple of years because it took two years for us to get this season. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that that I'm having an issue with about not about this episode per se, but about this season as a whole. That I'm just like, you had two years to do this, and this is what you gave us, and and just like now we're we're all the way now up to episode five, right? And like you're saying, next Sunday is the end. That's it. And why did we have two whole episodes, one and one and two, that were, I believe, an hour long, or at least two might have been. I don't have the times pulled up right now, but they were super long episodes. And we just spent our, all of our time saying goodbye to people that we wound up not really saying goodbye to that are still alive. <laughs> So well, and the like, crazy thing is, all the people that that are still alive, you know, the the ones that died in this episode, they all got a send off, right? Like, like Jamie and Cersei had their 
you know, that the hound and, and the mountain had their, you know, send off and even Arya and the hound had their own little thing. And it's like, you know, these are great moments, but also we wasted what two plus hours in that episode one and two doing the yeah, same thing, doing the same exact thing. That's what I'm saying. Like they already got their goodbyes. You already had your send offs, you know, at the beginning of the, when the season started in episode one and two. So, and then let, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's talk about Jamie for a minute. What was that shit with Brienne? So you, they took, they took her completely destroyed her character for what exactly? What? So I don't, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but you know, it does seem like, especially this season of Game of Thrones, D&D have came out and said, you know, it was really important for us, for the political time we're in now, for Arya to kill the Night King. You know, like, girls right. need an empowerment. It seemed like making Brienne gay was the easiest layup in the world. You know, if you want to make the show, if you want to make sure there's representation and things like that, uh, just make her gay. Have Jamie be like, you know, I've, you know, I've started to get feelings for you or whatever. And her be like, that's not the way that I do yeah, things because the way that, that they did it was way worse. Oh, like way worse. Yeah. She, <laughs> it almost so much been worse. better actually, or, you know, it really, even what I would have, I mean, we know that she's not necessarily quote unquote gay because she was all in love with Renly. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how well that would have landed either, but, um, well, he was boy pretty. I mean, Renly was, Renly was gay. I mean, she didn't know that at the time because she was, you know, inexperienced and, and whatever. And for whatever, I mean, women can be in love with gay men, whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Right. It just, you know, it, and like you you were saying and, and kind of what I was saying, it just seemed like her character more than just about anybody other than maybe Daenerys to a lot of people, but it, it does seem like Brienne's the ball was dropped the most with her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here, here's my thing about, about Brienne is the way that she has been represented on the show up, up until this point was, I thought, just so believable and in such a, I mean, just like what you're talking about in this, in this time, this era that we're in right now with female, you know, just female, any kind of character, comic book characters, comic book characters fall more prey to it. I think than any other genre where they, you know, they have these, these female characters that are just perfect in every way they can do, you know, they call them Mary Sue's. They can do anything. They can beat up all the men. They can kill all the men. They're super overpowered. And they're these tiny petite feminine looking females. And it's like, you, you, couldn't it would take effort for you to like squash a bug what are you you can't beat up a dude what is wrong with you you're right, like, like five, you're like widow. five two yeah and she's not even a superhero she's a human i mean it's different obviously when they're superheroes and they have superpowers i mean yeah sure that's that's fine that explains it but yeah just to be like an, a normal female that's like i'm saying that's small and petite and tiny it just makes no sense and then we had 
you know, interbred, who's actually believable. She's like the same size as the hound. And then we got that incredible fight scene with the two of them where she basically killed him with her bare hands. And you believed it. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. you, t- you oh, totally yeah, bought it. You were like, yep, I, yes, I sign off on that. That's 100% could could potentially happen in real life. <laughs> Put the two of them in a room together and my money's on Brienne. Yep, every time. You know, put the hound in a room with, say, I don't know, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who do you think's going to win? <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, do, yeah. you see that visual? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But with Brienne, she's like, finally, the first time that we got, you know, some real, I think, representation of a female being, you know, being a knight being like a true fighter and it was 100% believable and it was great and like everything about her you know her it wasn't just her fighting ability it was just everything about her that she embodied was was just really really great representation of that and then they just took it and scrapped it and destroyed it oh she has to have a love story I know we'll have her fuck Jamie and then we'll have him leave her and then we'll turn her into a blubbering mess what yeah um, i mean and that's the last time we're gonna see her so that's that's how we're gonna end that like amazing character well that brings up you know we'll get to it eventually but do you think that's the last time we see her i have some spoilers we can talk about the end of the podcast about that. okay fair enough so let's talk about since i went on my little rant about Brian, um, let's talk about what we loved about the episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, my my number one, the first thing I put on here, the hound. I mean, the the hound from day one until him and his brother went off, I think he was probably probably the best minor character. You know, it was never yeah. it was never really his story. He was always attached to you know, the Starks or, or whoever, or the Lannisters at one point. Um, but I, out of all the things that I think George R. R. Martin probably will change, I, I think that that went down, you know, just keep it. You, you don't even have to write it down. Just put watch, you know, season five episode or season eight, episode five or whatever. Like <laughs> just yeah, in the I... middle of the book, it's like HBO actually did a really good job on this one. <laughs> You guys want to go check that. it out? Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. I really enjoyed that scene. I I think that they spent the right amount of time on it. I think it was it was done correctly. You know, they didn't spend an unreasonable amount of time on, on that scene, and I thought it was just the amount of violence that you would expect from the two of them. They didn't go overboard with it. They didn't go over the top with it. Uh, I loved the way that the mountain killed Kyburn. <laughs> yes. Oh my I god. That was That's... the best, best. I did not expect that. I just well, didn't expect it. We didn't expect it because, like, the show hasn't given us that in so long. But that's kind of how the show started. Mm-hmm. You know, there would be exactly. these kind oh, yeah. of minor characters Random. that pop up for an episode, and then they're done. Yep. Yeah, sorry, you're, you know, you're the bug in, in our way. 
yeah, it was it was perfect the way that he just dispatched with Kyber. Just nope, I'm done. <laughs> Maybe we could have got a little more Doctor Frankenstein in there since he was the guy who built the mountain back up. But yeah, no, no, it was perfect. Yeah, I thought so too, and I liked how the they panned over to you know Cersei and just the look of pure terror on her face and horror as everything is just crumbling around her and she just kind of scoots by <laughs> you know the hound and is like I'm out of here <laughs> and I did kind of think for a moment that the hound was gonna maybe I don't know squash her head in or something you know because he did kind of side eye her but he, he let her pass but because well thought, it's oh, just shit. so is funny because to, like, throw her over the over the side or <laughs> what's well, just so funny because up to this point anything remotely related to anything cersei has kind of made her business and the second that oh shit this guy you know this guy's gonna kill everybody i'm gonna get out of here you guys you guys can handle this it's like you got some brother stuff to talk about i'm just gonna head down to the to the basement while everything's crumbling around me right <laughs> i loved it yeah, I I love this scene. I I we predicted or I know I did anyway that it was going to happen. Well, not exactly how it was going to happen, but I mean that they were both going to go out together. So I thought that was yeah, I thought it was great. I loved it. And I liked uh I know you said finally we got some main characters that were dying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they could have done a better a better job with it, but yeah, no, we're Jamie's gone, Cersei's gone. You know, I was thinking the other day, Euron should have been just a bigger deal. You know, he's like the only person to kill a dragon. You know, any time that he shows up on the show, it's for five seconds and it's to solve a problem that used to take like three episodes. So it, it was kind of weird to me that he he kind of went out like a punk. You know, he stabbed Jamie twice and then he gets stabbed, but he's dead. And Jamie, who, you know, just kind of got fl- flayed on the sides, you know, he, he walks away. It, it was just kind of strange to me. I liked that scene. I I thought it was, I thought it was a really good, a really well, like, performed and, you know, shot fight scene. I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't like the way that he just appeared. You know, here we go again with people just appearing and, and things like that happening. But but that's where we're, we are, you know, and that's been happening now for since last season. So I'm just going to have to make my peace with that because. <laughs> well, I did like his, his final shot where he was done and he was like, I killed Jamie Lannister. Like that, yeah. because that's his character. <laughs> you know, his character is, I want to fuck a, fuck a queen. Mm-hmm. So he fucks a queen, you know. I wanted to do this, so I do this. I wanted to kill the Kingslayer. And, I mean, technically he did, even though I think the, the castle helped a little bit, but. Sure. But he would have, but he definitely would have died. You know, let's say that, that Jamie and Cersei were able to escape. And they did get into that little skiff. Jamie would have croaked. <laughs> oh yeah, there. Well, I guess uh, you know Google Brand will be able to tell everybody exactly how 
how Jamie died afterwards. Yeah, that's going to be interesting if we even see Bran again. <laughs> if we even see, if we even go back to Winterfell or anything again. I think we'll get, I think that that's probably where at least part of next episode happens. I mean, obviously we don't know spoilers and half the time the spoilers are wrong anyway, but I mean, I, I feel like that's ha- where we have to be headed because King's Landing doesn't exist at this point. Uh, yeah, it's King's Landing's gone. <laughs> Or Queen's Landing, whatever she's going to call it, I guess. <laughs> the new dragon pit, because that's that's all that's left. Right. I guess she can move in there. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed Varys's death. I thought that that was... I thought that was a fitting way for him to go. She told him last season that if, she, if he betrayed her, that that's exactly what she was going to do. So I thought that was great that the showrunners finally remembered something from a previous season that had been promised and fulfilled it. <laughs> for once. Yeah, I know. What a strange, <laughs> what a strange concept for them to do. Continuity, guys. It's just I a didn't, thing. <laughs> you can tell me if you notice this, but I didn't realize that that scene at the very beginning when he's talking to the little girl, he was trying to poison Daenerys. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, yeah. I didn't catch that on the first go through. And then I, I think I got on the Reddit afterwards and I was like, oh shit. Like I missed, you know, of course they said yeah. it's so low compared to the rest of the episode. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that and that they didn't notice that. And I was like, that's the first thing that I noticed when they were talking is that he was trying to poison her. Cause the little girl says, you know, she's not eating. And he's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll try tomorrow. <laughs> Or whatever reason, we'll try later. So it's like, right, oh yeah, he's exactly. poisoning her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe that's why she looks so haggard. <laughs> yeah, she was. She just wanted the uh, dragon to cook her up a little barbecue. He, she didn't mean to go through the whole city. She wanted a little side of Varys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute too. I I really liked, and I've given Amelia Clark some shit on on this show many many times about her acting and i've given this whole entire season a lot of shit and it has not been the best there's no denying that i don't i don't i think now after this episode nobody's gonna argue with me anymore (laughs) about how crappy this season is so at least i'll have that but um but she i think that she is doing an excellent job this might actually be my favorite season of her (laughs) just performance which is terrible to say because the season is pretty bad, but I'm, but I, I'm liking her performance. I think that she's, that she's pulling it off. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to say because I don't really consider riding the dragon acting. And it seems like she's doing a lot of dragon riding this season. Uh, yeah. But yeah, with her scene with Varys and Varys' death, uh, it was a great scene. Tyrion, you know, admitting to Varys, hey man, I'm the one that did it. Um, yeah, I really You know, like it, that. it seemed like everything was really in character. All, all, the, all the actors played their characters just about perfectly in that scene. I think so too. John's 
face. He always has that face. <laughs> he always has that look on his face. Like his confused. He has, emo he has no look. idea what's going on. Yeah, I I like all the stuff between, you know, Amelia and Peter Dinklage too, D- Danny and Tyrion. I I love their scenes together. There's so much tension between the two of them, and there has been really ever since last season. And she just does not like him. And it's interesting because I know the show is isn't isn't doing anything. They're not they're not drawing parallels to anything anymore but it's just such an interesting parallel to to his father Tywin because Tywin was hand to her father Eris and Eris used to do the same thing to Tywin only I think a little more extreme I've read stuff that said that you know Eris used to just embarrass him publicly and and mock him and call him out and you know and and just really embarrass him and he was pretty terrible to him you know he he made Jamie his Kingsguard knowing that Jamie was really his only heir. He did, you know, he just did stuff on purpose to him to hurt him, purposely to hurt him. And right. it seems yeah, like exactly. that Danny's doing the same exact thing to Tyrion. And I just, I find that parallel just so interesting. And I know the showrunners have not done this on purpose, but it's there. It's clearly there. And I'm enjoying that. I wish that there was, I wish that there was more of that. I wish that there had been more of that. I wish that she had been a little more you know, meaner <laughs> to him through, throughout since last season. I liked how whenever they were in the scene in the throne room and Tyrion, you know, is obviously pretty disgusted with her and is walking away or he's scared of her really, but disgusted at the same time. And he's walking away and she's just kind of like, oh, by the way, I have your brother in prison. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. And it's just very, you know, you imagine that that's how it was with with Tywin and and Eris. Yeah, that that's actually a great point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of of similarities between the two. I guess the main difference is that I still don't consider Daenerys smart. Like she's always done yeah. what other people have told her up to this point and she's kind of sick of it. But the second she gets sick of it, she commits war crimes, basically. So I don't actually know. I I don't know how much stock I kind of put into her, even with one episode to go, just because seemingly everything that's happened up till now, you know, there was a Berries or there was a Tyrion or even um, the girl from last week who got her head cut off. There was always someone who was an advisor, but it never really seemed like Daenerys made her own decisions. Of course, now that she's making her own decisions, everybody goes, oh shit, she's just like her dad. Yeah, and it's interesting that you, we'll we'll talk about that, but she she did make a good decision back in season two in Yunkai, you know, with the slave master when she bought the Unsullied. And, you know, she tricked him and that was all her own. Because they were, you know, Jorah and Barristan both were like, no, you know, don't don't give him a dragon and all this. And then, of course, she just she burned him alive right there. But that's the thing with her is she's always resorted to violence every single time. And that's what everybody on the Internet today is freaking out about is because their their argument 
with what happened on this episode is that it doesn't track is that it just completely goes against her character a hundred percent and it doesn't track and it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, she would never do this. And I just, I almost feel like that. I mean, they're wrong. I, I disagree. Well, clearly, I think, that, I think that Danny has always been violent, but I, I, I agree with them in, in one way that the problem with the show the problem with the show, which I've said before, is they have a Danny and John problem. They should have never done that. And if that's what George is going to do in the books, great, fine. George has all the time in the world to do that in the books. But the show did not. You know, you you wanted to end the show in six episodes in, in one season. Even though HBO ordered two seasons at ten episode each. And the Double D said, hold my beer. We can knock it out in six in one season. You know, so that's what you wanted to do. And so you should have never tried to do a love story between the two of them. You don't have time for that. That's ridiculous. And it was totally unnecessary. And then they wanted to take her character and turn her into an evil, you know, mad queen. Okay, well, you should have led with that last season. Okay, as soon as she landed on Dragonstone back in season seven... That would have been the moment for her to have done all this, right? When Yara said, let's go, you know, now let's attack King's Landing. She had all three of her dragons at that moment. That's when Cersei should have been dealt with. And they could have already done that. Already knocked that out. And, you know, basically already made her a bad queen. And then, and then this season could have been dealing with her. Overthrowing her. Maybe getting John on the throne. I don't know. Whatever they wanted to do. Then they would have had six episodes to, to just deal with Danny. Right now, Danny's the new big big bad. Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening. Uh, we, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head with it. And it's just crazy to me that this isn't more than six episodes. Just because, you know, George R. R. Martin has came out and said the last two books will be the equivalent of like three a piece right so i mean you think of six seasons of 10 i mean you know that's 60 hours and instead i mean these are longer than normal but altogether i don't even think it's 10 is it i mean it's only eight or no. nine it's only yeah. eight or nine hours so i agree with you i think they really um they've really dropped the ball and i don't it's another thing where it's kind of hard to know what of this is theirs, what of this is George R. R. Martin's, you know, what did HBO say? Because we we just don't know. And unfortunately, right. not knowing that stuff, I think that soured people as much as the decisions that they've made. Yeah, I wonder how much of it we will we'll find out after all this is over. I'm sure things will, will begin to come out over the next few years and that's fine but yeah definitely hampers or hinders i should say your argument (laughs) when you're trying to either defend it or rail against it you know like me and you have because you just don't have all the information but i don't see them sticking this landing you know people are already upset because they and you know and the thing about it is this is like if you 
if if you love it and you're really really enjoying the season great you know i'm not here to tell you not to like things <laughs> or not to enjoy things whatever i like the prequels of star wars don't listen to me about what you should and shouldn't like <laughs> like that's fine but at the same time don't give us shit you know when we aren't liking something do you do you agree with that yeah yeah i kind of think that um uh... I kind of think that this season has the same issue as the prequels of Star Wars. Because George Lucas was like, I want to do something a little bit different. And everybody was like, well, that, you know, we want Star Wars. Where this is kind of the same thing, you know. My, My initial thought going into this season was, you know, we have X number of main characters. We have six episodes we may be able to divide this by six and each episode a main character dies, you know, or however many it had to be to get to the end where instead, you know, they subverted expectations, but also we spent two episodes doing absolutely nothing when these characters are still getting, you know, their death scenes in the episode they die in. Like, God only knows how long Daenerys will take to die next episode. It may be the whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. If if you love this season, congratulations. Right. That's Hopefully great. next week I'll be on right there next to you. But for at least one week, you know, we're at least seeing eye to eye. Yeah, and and that's the thing is it's like criticism in art or art criticism in art is subjective what i like you're not necessarily going to like and vice versa and this is a form of art so objectively i mean i can i can look at this and and kind of see what's happened here and it's a shame and then i'm a little concerned too that like i said that this is going to spill over and infect the entire thing you know i'm not a book reader but after this like like i stated earlier i want to read everything i can get my hands on now because i know i'm not going to be satisfied with this and i'm i'm going to be disappointed well luckily george r R. martin is writing all sorts of books that aren't related to game of thrones right he has we can learn that stuff yeah, he has other series and, and other things that he's done in the past, and I know th- other things that he's working on now. And and then I'm really concerned with the prequels because that's what I was really really excited about, you know, going forward. As I was like, oh, we're gonna get you know probably maybe another ten years of of Thrones here with other spinoffs and then this prequel series and all this other stuff. But with this, I don't know. I mean, I know the prequels are are a done thing. They've already signed off on it, and it's that's going to happen. But then after this, you know, if nobody watches the prequels, HBO's going to be done. They're not going to do any more any more Thrones. That'll be that'll be it. So, yeah, I mean, I, we'll, we'll just. I mean, have to I don't see. know how you take. I don't know how you take a franchise like this and just completely run it into the ground like this. It's just it's mind-blowing to me and now they're gonna get star wars the double d's are are gonna do star wars too and i'm really concerned after seeing this i'm like i wrote off star wars after the last jedi i 
can't I mean, believe. I'll watch the next one, but it's my faith is gone. Yeah. Well, I liked it, though. So. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. I liked it. I'm in the camp that liked it, but um, yeah. I, but I'm really concerned. I'm I'm worried about that. And I mean, if I'm if I'm anybody at Disney watching this, I'm like, maybe we need to fire them. <laughs> maybe we need to rethink this decision. Well, I think I think we've just given them too much time. Like I think they had an extra year to kind of psych themselves up out. You know, yeah, they had those two things. Years. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. And it's like, okay, so you had two years. And, and the thing, and the thing with Danny, kind of getting back to her, is there I don't know how much of this was pre-planned with her or, or how much wasn't. And that's kind of the argument on the internet today is that you know, everybody on one camp is saying this isn't tracking and, you know, this isn't her character. And then I'm kind of like, well, actually it is ever since season one. I mean, she murdered her brother and didn't even care. And she's always had other people do her dirty work for her. Always. At every single time. She's never done anything herself, just like what you were talking about earlier. But she's always been the one to give the sentence. She's always been in charge. And she's always been in power. In, in some capacity. You know, she she murders her brother. She murdered, um, you know, the unsullied guy on her own. Against what they were, her advisors were telling her to do. She started a riot in Marine. And basically almost got herself overthrown. For murdering that that slave that murdered one of the masters, you know she just she's always bit she's always responded with violence every time. Anytime that there's a conflict, this is what she does. So for me, it traps. And I mean, even within like the fandom, we've been saying this for a long time about her since like season five. We've been like, yeah, she's. When she banishes Jora in season five, that's when everything goes to shit for her. You know, like that's when it's like, okay, yeah, she if she doesn't have him around. She seems to kind of go immediately to this this whole fire and blood thing. But when Jora was around, he could kind of get her, you know, to calm down and maybe think about some stuff sometimes, not all the time, but usually he could. She wasn't as violent. It didn't seem like when he was around. And now he's gone for good. Now he's dead. Right. Yeah. And he now was the one does. person. <laughs> yeah. Jorah's dead. Jorah's gone. And she burns the city to the ground. I mean, for me, it tracks. I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable with it. But I, I guess these were just all huge Danny fans that are just really pissed off <laughs> that she's not going to sit on the throne and she's not going to be, you know, well, this good I, queen. And, and maybe she still does sit on the throne and she's just queen of the ashes. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, especially after the episodes, whenever double D can get on there and, and I hate to come back to it, but you know, they, they just, just kept pushing you know, like, we're doing this show, but we also want it to have, like, a message for today. And I think a mess that quote-unquote message for today for a lot of people was Daenerys being the queen. 
you know, like right. all these guys Having have been fighting and all a- these guys have been screwing up, even right. though Cersei's the main bad guy. Like, it, it's kind of oh, weird yeah. when you look at it that way. But, yeah, I, I think that whether consciously or unconsciously, I think that they kind of set up for, you know, like the women are going to take charge and, and this, that and the other, which you can even go back to, to Sansa and Arya killing Littlefinger for that. Um and I think whenever people realized, oh, that's not what's going to happen at all. Like, this is still a story, you know, that this still has to end with Daenerys dying. Or at least that's what we assume. Um, I, I think that that rubbed some of the people that just now jumped on the bandwagon the wrong way. Yeah, I I think that that's a lot of what's going on. I think a lot of it. It, a lot of it could be a lot of, you know, SJWs that, that are all, you know, up in arms about it. Well, the it, crazy thing is, my God, last week I saw something that said uh, it was a critical article of Game of Thrones. And it was critical because the show wasn't actually about climate change. And it was like, yeah, that's who been, in the world would think that, you know. Well, that's been a theory ever since this whole White Walker, ever since they introduced that. That that's what that that's what George that's what the story is going to be about, right? It, well, I'd heard that too, but you know, when you just kind of look at it, in my opinion, rationally, you know, this started in ninety one. It's not yeah. like he's written these books in the last you know three right. years, fifteen where, years, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my God, if it, you know, if we could go and look back at what we were doing in nineteen ninety one, everybody would be fired. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. how the world's changed, but. I don't know. I I think that that's a lot of it. And I think that me and you at least were kind of proven right because, and people can disagree with us. I feel like we're looking at this season correctly. You know, I I feel like us liking this episode for the reasons we like it and disliking other episodes for the reason we dislike it. You know, I kind of think, and I guess everybody does, but I kind of think we're on the, team the show not team the show has to represent what i want yeah Yeah. exactly how i how i person my personal views right yeah no i don't it's just it's a medieval fantasy show what the fuck did you expect (laughs) why would you ever think yeah that this would represent anything in in modern in modern society i mean yeah it just but that's how people are. Like, like we were talking about earlier, that's what's happened in the in this in the superhero community too, in the comic book you know community. That's the same thing that's happened there. I mean, you can look at what happened with Captain Marvel. I mean, there was a huge backlash with that movie, and you had two you know really firm camps of people, you know, on, on that movie and and on the comic book as well. It's it's just interesting what has happened in, in these fan bases and in these communities right now, anyway, in, in our, in our day and time, I guess with, yeah, with what you're saying with people having to have their personal political views just inserted into every single aspect of their lives. Yeah. And you know, the, the crazy thing is I, I don't, I don't see it getting better. From that perspective, I think that people are just kind of digging in more 
wherever they are. And yeah, you know, it, it seems it's a form of tribalism that that we're all a part of, yeah. which is kind of funny because that's what Game of Thrones is about, ultimately. Right, that's what it's about, and and obviously, George has picked up on had had picked up on that at some point when he started writing these books, and I know he has like a space kind of a space opera odyssey that's similar to this, where he writes about that that kind of thing as well. It's a futuristic you know, a futuristic series of books that he's written. Sorry, I don't know the name of it right now. I don't have it pulled up. But um, we, where's Bran when we need him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, know. <laughs> that, that's kind of the wild thing because, and we'll, we'll get there too, as of right now on the, the gambling sites, that's who's the favorite to, to be yeah, on the to, phone. to win everything. And he's literally done... Nothing. It there's not even been anyone say like, "Hey, maybe instead of Danny or John, maybe this is the guy." You know, there there's not even been that. And if they intentionally did not do that to make it a swerve at the end, I think that they're probably right to not be on the internet for a while after it happens. Yeah, I'm. I'm really thinking this is going to be a swing and a miss myself i think that they're going to try something and it's it's not going to land and to their credit at least they've they've got a huge body of work here that has never been done before that something like this has never been done before and it's unfortunate that i don't think that they're going to be able to pull it off to the end and it's unfortunate too that i feel like that this season is really going to affect me personally anyway rewatching the series and this is a this is a series that you that you can go back to constantly and and be able to find something new in but now that this has happened this season has happened it's almost like why would i even really want to rewatch it because of what they've done to these characters why do i want to rewatch the scene with brienne and the hound why i know i know what she's gonna become i know what's gonna happen so you know, I don't know. And maybe I won't feel like that in, in a few weeks after this is over. You know, maybe I can I can get over it. But right now, thinking about it, I'm just like, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to want to go back to this. And that's that's kind of upsetting for me because I love this show and I've invested a lot of time in it. And, I mean, I'm doing a podcast about it. So, who right, I really exactly. feel, how I really, who I really feel sorry for are the the big major podcasters and the big major writers that have invested literally their careers are centered around this show you know that's who i really feel sorry for (laughs) are those people because i'm like wow what are they gonna do now yeah i don't even know at this point and i mean i have a decent knowledge of the books and and i've watched the show a couple times and you know, I can come up with, well, you know, in the book, it did this or, or that. But, yeah, no, the the big podcast where they're like, well, on page 317, it says, you know, X, Y, Z. And right. then we get here and, you know, D&D are like, oh, well, we figured out who would kill the Night King like last year. And it's like, wait a minute, last year? Like, I, I kind of thought that there was a bigger outline, you know, at least for here's the couple main characters here's where they end up 
you know, we're, we're going to get there this way or that way. But for them to be like, eh, you know, we just figured it could be a lot of people. And it's like, well, it could be like two people and she wasn't either of them. So (laughs) yeah, I I couldn't imagine how, you know, if you do go in depth in it like that, how you could even handle this season. And then this is happening. Well, and it's funny because I listen to a lot of those guys you know, I'm a big nerd and I love a lot of their podcasts and they have been defending this show tooth and nail up until up until this specific episode. And I don't know if maybe if maybe this was their breaking point or something. I don't know, but I kind of go back to what you were saying earlier about how me and you, I I think or or you and I have have done this correctly and I and they haven't. And I'm sorry to say that because <laughs> I love the I love those podcasts and I'm a huge fan of, of their podcasts. I've been listening to them for years now and they're ultimately why I started making my own podcast. So I 100% credit them for that. But at the same time, at one point, one of them, I won't name names here, but I had to turn off his show because I was just like, you're just a fanboy. That's all you are. This was a terrible episode talking about the long night. And all of them, all of them, all they did was talk about how great that episode was and just gave it oodles and oodles of, you know, credit and accolades. And I just was like, I'm done. (laughs) I can't listen to these podcasts anymore. Well, if it makes you feel better in three or four years, whenever people's opinion change on this season, we can at least go back and show people where we kind of thought it sucked. Where yeah. all the other ones will be like, well, we thought it sucked, but you know, but we're scared we had to, say to do it. this. Or, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. at least we said it, so we can go back and go see we're right about everything. But, <laughs> so uh, we we've kind of generally been talking about what we hate. Was there anything specifically that that you wanted to talk about? I really didn't specifically hate anything about this episode. I I didn't you know, love everything per se, but I mean, I don't know. I, I really couldn't find anything that I hated. Honestly, I, I really, I really pretty much liked everything. What, what, what did you think, Josh? So I, I guess this is, this is where we're going to disagree, which is going to be like a first for this show. But, uh, <laughs> I know that we needed someone on the ground and I know that having somebody on the ground who you care about, raises the stakes but Arya's escape was just ridiculous i mean it it was just you know we, we talk about different things we talk about things like plot armor i mean my god the dothraki are just killing everybody you know the the wall falls and you're running straight the other like you didn't even roll out of the like the wall can only fall in one direction Like, you can go three feet one way or 15 feet the other. And I know that it didn't cut away in that moment, so we knew that she lived. But, you know, I I just kind of, I really enjoyed when they were jumping back and forth. You know, like, here's what John's up to. Here's what, you know, Arya's up to. Here's what everybody's doing. But whenever it kind of finally centered on her and, and she left on the white horse, I was like, okay, let's let's be done with this at this point. Let's kind of move it along. 
I liked all the Aria stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> For a number of reasons. I Mainly I liked it because I felt like this was sort of an answer to her killing the Night King. Where she kind of reverted back to childhood in a way. In a way where I they they brought her back down so that she's not that Mary Sue character that that I'm so against that I hate when they do that to female characters. Right. And I can appreciate that and I'm I I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that she didn't kill Cersei. I'm glad that she didn't kill the mountain. I'm I'm glad that she didn't I don't think that she got any kills in this episode. She might have randomly, you know, I don't know, killed like a soldier or somebody, but she didn't have any major kills. And I was really glad about that because that would have really pissed me off if, you know, she had just been super Arya. <laughs> right. Whole, I'm glad that her episode. and the Hound I mean, that's had ridiculous. that little moment. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is what I didn't like about the episode. I, I kind of could have done without that, honestly. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of could have done done without that. I feel it because they already had their moment, you know, in episode two, and then it's just like what we were talking about before. Here we go again with another goodbye moment between the two of them. It's like, how many of these are we gonna have? <laughs> well, I didn't mean it so much for the goodbye moment because I agree with you there. I mean, they've had 500 goodbyes at this point, but the beginning where he's like, "Listen, you can." You can be an assassin. You can be a faceless man. You can live on revenge. This is what happens when you live for revenge. Like, you end up dying. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to kill the guy up there. I kind of thought it was weird that I guess her and uh, Cersei must have just passed each other. Like, I mean, there there wasn't a lot of time there. (laughs) You know, for her to be the the master of disguise and, and know everything. Seems like she would just waited for five more minutes. She could have got that kill in and, and went on. Thursday. Yeah. Well, here we go again with you know timelines and and time time jumping around and says it means nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I liked all the Aria stuff. I thought it was I thought it was very much. It showed all the carnage and was very realistic. And her reactions to everything was very realistic. Everybody. Just wants to say, you know, oh, Arya is this this hard ass, faceless man now, and she's just an assassin and doesn't care about anything. And that's that's not true. I mean, you're in a situation that's complete and utter chaos. And I thought it was, I thought it was really realistic of of her reactions and how you're just trying to survive. <laughs> you know, you're just you're just trying to stay alive. And right, her in that scene. Uh was kind of a mirror of Jon Snow in, in the Battle of the Bastards. Yes. Where exactly. everybody's smushing him and, you know, he just has that, oh shit, you know, is this really how all this goes down? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I just kind of thought they, they went a little heavy-handed with with how they did it. but uh, Yeah, and I, and I can understand that, that. The, the horse stuff was interesting. I guess people are drawing sort of like revelation, biblical parallels to it. And I, I don't know how much I, I buy into any of that. Um, I think it was just, you know, there, there definitely were some shots in here that 
were almost in there just for the shot. Like with Cersei and the mountain and the hound with the sky in the background with Danny going by, you're like, Oh, that's one of those picturesque moments. Right. And I feel like that was one. And then Arya with the horse was one. And, and there were a couple other ones, but, but I think that was just there for them Visuals. to kind of be like, see, this isn't just a side. This is beautiful. You know, this is art. What we're right. doing here is, is making something beautiful. Yeah, and and that that is what what Dan and Dave do. That's what they're good at, and that's what I liked about this episode. Is it wasn't just pure spectacle, even though it was mostly. They did they did give us some beautiful moments in it that you can appreciate that you can sit back and be like, wow, that was, that was awesome. I saw something amazing that I'm probably never going to see again. (laughs) That was just great. Right. Exactly. So I have a Reddit post here that we can get into real quick and I don't have to read the whole thing. It's super long and we've kind of already touched on a lot of it anyway, but I wanted to bring it up and mention it because for the listeners, because I feel like that this person laid out sort of what we've been saying about really the entire season. And if people want to find it, they can, and I'll actually link it in the show notes. This is on the Reddit sub. A song right, by be- Sim- right before you say it, I almost picked the same thing. I, I saw it before up. you linked to it. <laughs> Uh, and I was going to put it on there, but it was really long. But if anybody's looking for it, it's like at the top of a song in Ice and Fire Reddit because this guy hits a nail on the head or this girl. Yeah, it's uh, it's a song of Ice and Fire Reddit sub and it's posted. It's by user. Oh, I'm so bad at usernames. S-H-H-A-N Shahansha. It's S H H A N. Yeah, Shahansha or something. Anyway, it's called The Issue Isn't the Lack of Foreshadowing. The Issue is the Foreshadowing. And like I said, I'll just kind of read through some of this real quick and we can kind of talk about it as we um as we go. So the main thing I want to talk about, I think it was the Tyrion and Vera stuff, but hold on a second. Um, so it just starts off. Many have argued that Danny's moral and mental decline in 805 was earned and came out of nowhere. I agree with the former, but dispute the latter. It didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of shitty. It, it came out of a shitty kind of sexist fan theories and shitty kind of sexist foreshadowing. So again, this is kind of what we were talking about. So this person is kind of agreeing that or not with us anyway, but that this show, I guess, has in, inserted its own, I guess, anti or not anti-feminist views. How, how do you feel about that statement? You know, at for me at least, and for anybody that, that doesn't follow me on Twitter, it's uh, J Rob Haha. I put a bunch of jokes on there. <laughs> I'm under the I'm the kind of person that believes that you can joke about anything as long as it's funny. And the people that are kind of on the other side of that are the people, 
you know, that that call everything they disagree with the alt right, things like that. Yeah. And you know, the the same way that like calling somebody a racist or a Nazi or or something like that kinda has lost its meaning. I kinda think the sexist it is the same way. Because I right. don't I don't necessarily I guess the best way to put this is if Danny was a boy, if his sister would have died instead of her brother and, you know, we just flip the genders going forward. I don't think that George R. R. Martin would make him just a peaceful ruling king. Right. So I, I don't really consider it sexist to say, well, Danny's going to go crazy because I think no matter who that character was, would have went crazy. Right. Because, we know that we know that Martin's huge influence was Tolkien. We know that. And the to me the throne symbolizes the ring from Lord of the Rings. That's what the throne is. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean he he said that multiple that tracks. times. Yeah, and Danny is basically the Gollum character. That's who Danny is. She's Gollum. <laughs> I mean Yeah, I mean that that's, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, and John is Frodo. That's who John is. John's Frodo. He's the one that could potentially not be corrupted. Maybe. Even though Frodo does get get corrupted in the end. Well, you know, it's really interesting that, that you're bringing this up just because... I was reading the other day and they were talking about the influences on George R. R. Martin. And it wasn't even that it was Lord of the Rings. Apparently the first time he read Lord of the Rings when he was a little kid, the ending that's not in the movies like blew him away where yeah. they go back to the Shire and the Shire's destroyed. You know, it's not right. the same as it was. Mm-hmm. And what Tolkien was trying to say was, you know, war touches everything. You don't just go back home like nothing happened. Right. And I think that Danny blowing up the city, whether it happens in the books or not, is the same the same thing. Like no one was ever gonna peacefully take over King's Landing exactly. and things were just gonna go like you know, like they were supposed to. Like this would have happened whether the character's name was Danny or David. You know, it. I I don't really consider it all that sexist. I do kind of think it's it's shitty just because if we go on with that Reddit post, you know, it says I've been reading Mad Queen Danny fan theories for years. Yeah, let's see. even through the books. You know, Danny in the books right now, not counting the the chapters he's he's released since then. She just got a an adult dragon, and like all of her hair th- falls out, and she like throws up, and she like has diarrhea. Um, yeah, she has good that characters ma- don't lose her hair. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about right. Gollum, and I, mm-hmm. I think that that's the the perfect person to compare her to because mm-hmm. right now in the book she looks like Gollum. Yeah, and if you notice, that's what the ring does to Gollum. It turns him physically into this creature that he wasn't before. I mean, it corrupts him mentally, it corrupts him physically. And yeah, that's what it's that's what the throne is doing to Danny in the books. I know it says too that she wears like a lion like head covering and 
she's really weird in the books. <laughs> she's really strange. She's not. Well, you know, and that even even kind of goes towards the difference in the the books and the show. You know, in the books, she has purple eyes. Right. You know, she's she's kind of weird looking, and apparently Tyrion may also have one kind of weird eye, and that's where people got, you know, Tyrion yeah. and her potentially being brother and sister or whatever. But, yeah, I think that shows kind of ruin books just because in my head, you know, Daenerys on the show, whether you like her as an actress or not, she's pretty. You know, oh, Amelia yeah. Clark is a very attractive woman yeah absolutely she's gorgeous and when i read the books of course in the book she's like 10 also but yeah she's a child in the books yeah but also no i mean they might have pointed out her beauty at one point but i never you know the way that movies and tv shows kind of work the pretty person is typically the hero right so whenever you made denarius an attractive person I think that it was kind of set up for it to end like this, just where people go, well, what do you mean? She's not this, that, and other. And it's like, well, if you read the books, that's not really what's going on. Yeah, because she's, and he talks about that too. So it goes on to say, um, I've been reading Mad Queen Danny fan theories for years. The earlier ones were mostly nuanced and well-argued. The first I remember seeing came from Adam Feldman's Marinese Not essays. Worth a read if you haven't seen them already. The basic argument, as I remember it, was as follows. Danny's rule in Marine is all about her trying and struggling to rule with compassion and compromise. Danny ends a dance with dragons, embracing fire and blood. Danny will begin a dream of spring with far greater ruthlessness and violence. Considering the books will likely have Fagon on the throne when she gets to Westeros rather than Cersei. Danny will face up against a likely popular ruler with an ostensibly better claim. Her ruthlessness will get increasingly morally questionable and self-serving as she is no longer defending the innocent, but an empty crown and see that's that tracks for me. That makes sense. So to say that the show just all of a sudden decided, oh, we're just going to make Danny bad. We're just going to do Danny gone bad. I don't think that that's what they've done here. Yeah, I mean, that's and, you know, it's been a couple of years. And, and I remember when people were arguing about this, you know, there there's Fagon, there's uh, Lady Stoneheart. There's characters in the books that at least kind of seem like they should be something that were just completely cut out of the show. And I do agree that, you know, the Fagon, it it has to be going somewhere because they spend a lot of time with him in book four or five, whichever, whichever book he's in. Um, Yeah, I don't, uh, I I agree with all of it. That's why I was going to pick it. And Mm -hmm. uh, just funnily enough, we both landed on it, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Say, with you. Um, over time, though, I saw Mad Queen Danny theories devolve. Instead of obviously she's a moral character, but she has a streak of megalomania that will increasingly undermine her morality. The theory became Danny has always been evil and crazy. I saw posts like this for years. 
the theorizers would cherry pick passages and scenes to suit their argument and completely ignore the dominant obvious themes and moments in her arc that contradict this reading. I'm not opposed to the nuanced mad queen theories, but the idea that she'd been evil the whole time was patently absurd and plays directly into age-old female hysteria tropes. Sure, when a woman is ruthless and ambitious, she must be crazy, right? But then the show started to do the same thing. So see, this is what I disagree with, which is what we've been talking about, that I don't think that that's what the show is doing. I, I don't like what they did with Brienne. I think they definitely ruined her character. But just because you don't like what's happening with Danny doesn't mean that they're ruining the character. And this has been this has been happening with her for a long time. And to say that that we're cherry picking passages and scenes to suit our arguments, I don't I think is incorrect. And the book and the show are two different things, obviously, just like what we're talking about. Danny's still in Marine in the books. I don't think that George can figure out how to get her out of there. And she looks totally different. She's it's, it's she's a, almost a completely different character in the books. Just just about. But the the show picked up on like the main themes of her character and that's that's what we're doing here. That that's what's going on in the show. Do you agree with that? I, I do. I think uh, you know, we're at the point in the show and and what I, I think people kinda have to understand the beauty of the show in the first couple seasons was that it was like handcrafted furniture you know it takes a long time it's very detailed and the last couple seasons kind of felt more like ikea you know like we have to get these out we've only got six episodes we have to do this this and this and where they're saying you know uh tyran and varus started talking about danny like she was crazy well, they had to because we only have five hours left. Right. We only have three episodes or whatever left. Sure. Yeah. And where that could back in the day, that would have been, you know, just an undercurrent for a season or even two seasons. Right. You well, know, this is where you have to get about. the hammer out. Yeah. And I mean, and I made a Reddit post too about this where I said, which is what I talked about earlier. That season seven should have dealt with the Night King by episode two. Episode five of the Bells should have happened last season. You know, like I said, as soon as she landed on Dragonstone, she should have gone to King's Landing right then. That's what should have happened. Like, they could have knocked that out in the first episode. <laughs> or, yeah, it, I mean, you know, honestly, I mean, that's they should have happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying my vision of this season was, yeah, there's not a lot of time left. You know, we got to kill Cersei. We got to kill the Night King. Like, the, I think everything could have been spaced out better. And if you space it out better, then I don't think this post exists. Yeah, and if you do away with the love story between her and John, that should have never even happened. There was no reason for that. They dragged all that stuff out instead of focusing on the Night King and Cersei last season, which is what should have happened. And then this season, it could have been dealing with Mad Queen Danny, and I think it would have landed a lot better for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. 
And then he goes on to say, Danny reasonably suggests burning the Red Keep upon arrival. The show, using Tyrion as its proxy, tells us that this would risk too many innocent lives. She listens, but they present her annoyance and frustration as concerning more than justified. From a Doyle's perspective, this makes no sense at all. There's no reason to assume she'd kill thousands by burning Cersei directly, especially if Tyrion, the, sh- the show, ignore the caches of wildfire stored throughout the city. It would be one thing if the show realized this, but they don't really present Tyrion as a saboteur, just as desperately concerned for the lives of the innocents he's bemoaned saving three seasons prior. And see, yeah, that's a problem too, because on his trial, he says, I should have killed all of you. (laughs) The show uses Tyrion and fucking Varys, who was more than happy to feed her father's delusions to question Danny's morality, her, her violence. Tyrion and Varys... Varys's moral ambiguity, sorry about that, is washed away so they can increasingly position Danny as the villain. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) again, uh, I disagree what they're saying. I disagree with with the the premise, but they do they do uh, make their points pretty well. But again, I mean, I feel like my only retort is, well, there's six episodes left of, you know, what could have been 60 episodes. So, you know, it it is that. Yeah. This is just where, this is just where we are. Um, And then he says, 805's biggest sin is proving Tyrion, Varys and all the shitty fan theories. Right. Everyone who jumped to the conclusion that Danny was crazy and maniacal before we actually saw her do anything crazy and maniacal was correct. Sure, the show gets how Varys is plotting against her, furthers her feelings of isolation and instability, but do they get that he was in the wrong? That he had no reason to assume John would make a better ruler than Danny, especially since he's never interacted with John. That he suddenly became useless when he started working for her. That he's been a terrible advisor. Does the show realize he's a hypocrite? His death is presented sympathetically. A man just trying to do the right thing. Poor Varys. Boohoo. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. It It is, but again, I, you know, I, I hate to harp where, on the same thing. Yeah, it's but, just where we're at. So, yeah. And, and yeah, that that's the... That's what I can't figure out is why HBO ordered two more seasons and people to say, well, they wanted to move on to Star Wars. <laughs> like, well, and then he goes, you know, the, the one thing that we miss when we, when we talk about that. Dragons are apparently very expensive to CGI. You know, who, who even knows what they could have done with those two seasons budget wise. You know, maybe they said, hey, we're going to wrap it up in six, but, you know, you guys got to open up your pockets because we're we're doing it this way. Because, you know, other shows, for example, I think The Walking Dead was really famous of halfway through, like, the second season, they just cut their budget, which didn't really make sense because it was a big show in the same way that this is a big show. Um, yeah, You know, it's kind of funny whenever I read these things because... The way that my brain processes things like these is just so clearly different from what these people are. Because I just look at it, you know, 
well, you know, there's a hundred different factors where this person's like sexist. That's what it is. You know, the, these people are doing things because everybody's sexist and everybody's terrible where I, I try to look at it from, you know, kind of, kind of an opposite direction, I guess. Yeah, because the same thing would be happening, like you said, if we were dealing with Viserys. Put Viserys in her position now. Let's say everything worked out for him, and now he's here with his Dothraki army and everything he's ever wanted. Let's say somehow he figured out how to hatch those dragon eggs, and he's got three big-ass dragons. He would be the same way. He would be doing the same thing. I, I mean... You think he's going to come in and negotiate and be this kind and and wise king because he's male? Well, and I guess kind of of the strange thing, uh, and sorry to cut you off, but but just kind of the strange thing to me is, you know, Danny's whole thing has been like, I'm going to break the wheel. But I feel like the show and the book and history itself has just kind of pointed out that, yeah, that's not really a thing. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> because but, but that's it, the story it, that they're telling, and she exactly. just happens to be the main character, obviously, of the story. And it turns out that she's not as great as as everybody thought. And, and, these are the, and these are the reasons why. And it tracks, because she has absolute power. And absolute power corrupts. And that's ultimately the story that that George has always been telling throughout the whole thing. And that's the story that the show has been telling throughout this whole entire, you know, eight years of us watching the show. Yeah, I mean. uh, And it's okay. It's okay that she's female. It doesn't make anybody anti-female. It doesn't make anybody sexist. It doesn't make anybody... I don't think that that's what they're, I don't think that that's what's happening here. Well, and it's just so funny because all the, the plot points they're using for Danny. Think if Tyrion would have been a girl, I feel like you could write this same thing about how Tyrion's been portrayed in the last year or the last two years. Exactly. I mean, even if you invert the characters and make them male, it's the same story. Yeah. Or even Littlefinger or whoever. Right, it's still going to turn out the same way. They're still going to be doing the same thing. Even with Arya, make her a boy. Her story's still the same. It doesn't change. Except for maybe the Gendry stuff. Well, and that that's kind <laughs> Even of... Even that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically Christian Bale. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that is really funny that, that you say that, because the thing that they're kind of criticizing Game of Thrones for with Danny is the thing that they're giving it a lot of credit for with Arya. Like, Arya's getting a lot of credit because in other shows, her character probably would have been a boy. Right. You know, and in a lot of other shows, Daenerys would have been a boy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like you can't really have it both ways. um, Right, and you're just Which is what I feel like they're trying to do. They are. They're just mad because... You know, oh, you took the character that I really, really liked that was this super strong female and you ruined her. No, that's not what happened. You're just mad because she's making decisions that you disagree with. (laughs) That's Game of Thrones. Welcome to the show. (laughs) In the last season, you finally understand what's going on. (laughs) 
I mean, like, what the fuck show have you been watching? <laughs> Just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand about. it. Yeah, I I don't know what you're mad about. You you can't you can't spin your political views into a show like this, and then that's going to be your argument that that's why you don't like it. Well, then why are you watching it in the first place? Yeah, I mean, and and as we get, you know, poor Tyrion, he's just trying to do the right thing. And then, you know, it goes on from there and then shows how shitty he's been and how bad his advice has been. But, you know, you could also look at that as, you know, Tyrion's trying to serve two masters. Like, he wants Danny to be on the throne, but his loyalty to his family and everyone in Westeros' loyalty to their family it seems to be the downfall in a lot of cases. So in another way, it's just that wheel turning where, you know, exactly. He doesn't well, like Cersei. He's, he's fine with her. Cersei dying, but you know, damn it. That's my sister. Like if I can get her out, if I can get Jamie out, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do what I, what I can. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's afraid of, he's afraid of Danny and rightfully so after seeing this. So. Oh yeah. Well, he's afraid of Danny and Cersei. Yeah. I mean, because oh, Cersei's yeah. been trying to kill him. Cersei's been trying to kill him since he was born. Yeah. <laughs> His whole life. Let's talk about uh, predictions that we got right. Um. So I said, hopefully, the Stark sisters plan to oust the two crazy queens. That didn't happen. Uh, could still happen, I guess. There is a theory floating around that Arya is going to make a move and and try to kill Danny. Um. I said we'll see the Golden Company in action. <laughs> I was wrong about that. <laughs> we saw That's okay. My only prediction was, you know, the next episode would just be clean up. And no, that's I guess in one way that's happy. right because it's destroyed. But, yeah, no, um, I, I really thought this would be the the climax. And then, you know, from yeah. there is just pillow talk. But, no, apparently yeah, not. No. Yeah. Um what do you think is going to happen next episode? So you said clean, clean up will be next episode. Everyone well, that, is <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I thought was going to happen. But at this point, uh, you know, I think that Tyrion dying is the end of the show. Everything else is up in the air in my mind. Even to this point, I, I think that everything's up in the air. But I think... The show ends with him being executed. Yeah, I um, I totally agree with that. Um, I also think that everyone's saying that John's going to kill Danny, so that can't possibly be what happens, right? I mean, that's not no. I, I unfortunately, I and as long as they do it well, it'll be great. But I, I think that ha- that happens too. You think that he does kill her? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that he kills her. Um, you know, honestly, from just what we've heard, and again, it's hard to even call these spoilers because apparently they shot like 50 different endings, so it's hard to call anything a spoiler, but Jon Snow kills Daenerys. He goes somewhere, and then whatever happens happens and and Tyrion gets executed um i i think that that's all very likely to happen yeah 
Um, I'll have to move that to the spoiler section. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> well, it's not a spoiler because we don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that's kind of the thing. I mean, you know, me and you talked episode one after the show went off the air and you were like, hey, you know, th- what's going to happen is that, you know, Cersei or Tyrion's going to do the dragon fire and they're going to kill everybody and, you know, go from there and... It's very likely that that was shot, you know, just to throw people off the scent. So I, at this point, I don't think that anything can even be called a spoiler because who the hell knows what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, who do we think won the week? Uh, the, the Hound. I, I think The Hound just... I, I think that if you took all of his scenes out and just made it its own thing... Everyone would love it because I, I think it was just done perfectly. I think his whole arc from beginning to end was him and Jamie. I guess Jamie, the way they died was, was kind of lame, but I, I think Jamie and the Hound were, were two of the characters that I've enjoyed seeing grow or change over the years. Yeah, but he died. He can't win the week if he died. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's why I picked the Hound. Yeah. The hound died. Oh, oh, yeah. He can't true. win the week if he died. <laughs> so who who did you have win in the week? Drogon. <laughs> the nuclear bomb himself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what's going to happen with him if Danny dies. What are they going to do with him? How are they going to? You can't kill him. I mean, what see, are you these gonna are, do? <laughs> these are the questions that keep I mean, me up at night. Because Me too. Yeah. what how are you gonna dispatch that dragon? Or does he go with Jon Snow up north? I mean, you know, because he is the last Targaryen, allegedly. Who the who the hell knows at this point? I'm I'm almost done theorizing. Um maybe it's the opposite, you know. We thought it was all about climate change and you know, like <laughs> nuclear winter. Maybe Drogon just goes up north. Start spraying some fire around. We get some beaches, put some condos up there. Yeah. You know, we have a whole resort. Yeah. He could reshape the whole continent. Exactly. So we like to rate our episodes on this show. We always pick something fun from the episode that, you know, of how we're going to rate it. And this time we picked the bells. So how many bells do you give this episode, Josh? You know, after talking about it, I initially had it at five. I think I'm up up to six. I mean, it, it wasn't Battle of the Blackwater. It wasn't, uh, you know, Battle of the Bastards or the Red Wedding, but it was just right under that for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it all, all seven bells. I, I think that it was... I think it was perfect for this season. Based on what what we're doing here what's what's happening you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah if, if we it's were not just writing it against ever. the season it would have been a right seven. it and that's what i'm basing my rating on you know it's not the best episode of game of thrones i've ever seen obviously but it was it was full-on spectacle which is what this season is or what i thought it was going to be anyway what it should be and i think that they finally gave me something that i couldn't tear my eyes away from so, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it seven. 
And we're going to get into spoilers now, our official spoiler section. Um, and we're just going to talk about, we're just going to spend a little a little while with that. Because I, I know we both have to bounce off here. Uh, but now is your chance, listeners. If you don't want to know what we think is going to happen next episode or any spoilers that we've heard for the last episode of this show, now's your time to bounce off. So, okay. Let's see where we're at. So, last time... I left them up here on the document. We said um, Daenerys captures Jaime and executes Varys before assaulting and easily taking King's Landing. So that happened. That was correct. One for one. Tyrion begs for mercy for Varys. That didn't happen. And when he's ignored, he frees Jaime. So the freeing Jaime part did happen. But the begging for Varys didn't happen. The Unsullied and Daenerys commit a bunch of war crimes in the capital, alienating Jon and Tyrion. I feel like that happened. Tyrion is also arrested by Daenerys and scheduled to be executed for freeing Jaime. That's probably going to happen. There's some disagreement on exactly what the mechanics are, but a trial might take place in the Dragon Pit. Yeah, I feel like that that's like you're like we're I think that that's tracking well. And that's the initial spoiler that I had heard from. Right. A storm of spoilers from Joanna Robinson. So yeah, I feel like that just getting to that point is what's going to be, you know, arguable. But yeah, that's probably how it's going to end. It's probably going to end on him, on him being executed, which I hate. But that's probably what how it's going to go down. So if that's true, then, then I guess she's she stays on the throne. I don't know. Well, you know, um, ju- just from what I've seen and, you know, the the things that I've heard, it does seem like a lot of people think that it's going to end up with, with Bran on the throne. And if he's on the throne and there's some sort of council, of course, I guess there's really nobody left to be. I, I guess the Onion Knight could be on there. Um, yeah, so what I what I have heard is that it's going to be Sansa, Davos. Sansa would be another good one. I think I think Brienne is there. Um, there's going to be like all all basically the living people that are left. Robin Aaron, I think, is going to make an appearance, or that's what we've heard anyway. So he'll be back, uh, and they're all going to be yeah on this trial of Tyrion and. For whatever reason, sentenced him to death, and I I can't figure out why at this point they would do that because the rumor was that it will be for blowing up King's Landing, but he didn't blow up King's Landing. Now, unless they do overthrow Danny and they blame him because he he would be the last one left in her, you know, in her camp. So I mean, that's a possibility that you know they somehow are able to. <laughs> Well, if John her. leaves, let's say that John kills Danny and then leaves. Somebody killed Danny. You know, no, nobody's around to see it Drogan. or whatever. How, how do you do that with Drogan? Yeah, that's, I, mean, I, I, don't, just, I don't. I don't understand know. how you do that with him. They're, they're going to have to dispatch him somehow. And how do you do that? He's destroyed all the weapons that could have killed him in the first place. So, yeah, I, now they have a Danny and Drogon problem. 
Well, I, yeah, I would say that that at this point, figuring out what's going to happen to to Drogon is because I have no idea. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we have fun and we speculate, and that that's part of the fun of the show. But I mean, does he just leave? I I, I don't know how if Danny dies. Yeah, how he doesn't like destroy everything then. Right. I mean, unless they just like run into a mountain absentmindedly flying around like apparently they do all the time. So, but yeah, no, I, there's a Drogon problem. That's, mm-hmm. yep. Now there's a Drogon problem. Unless that's how it ends, unless they are, they're going to end it with her on the throne. Yeah. And I mean, if, if she was on the throne and she killed Sansa because she hates John. Sansa. Kills John, kills everybody. It ends with the Mad Queen on the throne. With her killing Tyrion. Well, you know the the scene that they just shot with Varys. If the dragon burning him up with her kind of smiling smugly in the background on the throne, that's a hell of a visual. I mean, you know that's, and that would kind of, that would kind of track with uh, people being upset. You oh, know, if she yeah. does decide, hey. Fuck everybody. You know, I have the dragon. You don't. Um, you know, that that is something that would make a lot of people upset. Honestly, that would be a great ending. That I would be so awesome. Too, because that would actually bring everything back full circle to Aegon the first. Right. And that goes back to the, you know, she wanted to break the wheel. She didn't break the wheel. She is the wheel. She you is know. the wheel. She restarted. She reset everything. To back to how it was 300 years ago or whatever 400 500 however long it was ago that, that in this world that was supposed to have happened when Aegon and his sisters took everything over I would be fine with that honestly I, I would be I, I would be fine with it I, John's a dumbass <laughs> yeah, the, the more we talk about it the more that I, I kind of hope that that happens I kind of do too because John is an idiot. I'm sorry, but he is. He's real stupid. And I think now Danny realizes that and she's like, okay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, it's funny because we talk about Mary Sue's for the female characters. He's kind of a Mary Sue. He is the worst. And that he just, (sighs) just shows up. Hey, does anybody, we need a King of the Night's Watch. Oh, let's pick John. Even though John hates everything. He'll be great because he wants to do nothing. He's literally a 17-year-old boy who just wants to sit in his room and play video games. Which, to be fair, in the books, he's probably like 14 at this point. So it it all makes sense. (laughs) Now it all makes sense. (laughs) Even though he's 25 on the show and still is like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Leave me alone. (laughs) God. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be fine with that. But um, and then we had a couple more. Um, Clegane, that was correct. Jamie fights and kills Euron, that was correct. Uh, but he sustains mortal wounds. He dies alongside Cersei, that was correct. Tyrion tries to convince Jon to turn against Danny. Jon confronts Danny about her sack of King's Landing, and when she justifies what she did, Jon kills her. So that's what we don't know is gonna whether or not all that's gonna happen. But I just don't see, I don't see if Sansa is on any kind of council or even John for that matter, I don't necessarily see them killing Tyrion unless, like I said, they somehow dispatch Danny and that, and that dragon 
and then they just blame Tyrion for the fallout because he's the only one left in her camp and they're like okay well you've you've got to go too right yeah that, it, it's either gotta be I, that I or that too I, I would be I'm not fine with Tyrion dying Tyr- Tyrion's my favorite character Tyrion and Sansa they're my favorite characters so I would be upset upset about that but I mean it would make sense for the story if that's the story that they're telling it would make sense in this world for that to happen because yeah when you overthrow a regime you have to kill them all so yeah that that would make sense yeah the the only way that i could see him or at least in my mind the the way that it kind of makes sense if john kills daenerys and the only person around is Tyrion, and then john's like you know i can't be king i don't want this i'm gonna vanish well at that point somebody just killed the queen has to die and and Tyrion's right there to kind of be the fall guy yeah. um even though none of them like Daenerys and and everybody would like somebody else to be queen since she just barbecued half the city um <laughs> you know I I do think it it comes back to that the wheel that we were talking about you know if you kill the queen there's consequences even if nobody liked the queen up to that point and, you know, I, John heard him tell Danny, you know, stop when the bells ring. You know, Jamie heard stop when the bells ring. Yeah. I mean, Sansa they were right there together. That. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying Sansa didn't hear that. Uh, I think the, I think Davos did, which would kind of be, be odd, but. Yeah, Davos was there. You know, who That's knows where he is at this point. Maybe it's just Sansa trying to wipe everybody out because it seems like she's got some aspirations as well but you know we'll, we'll just see i'm yeah i mean I'm or more it could be a, after oh, go ahead. episode five than i've been me too yeah to- i'm i'm super excited um i just wanted to throw this one point out there too um another theory okay. that drogan might actually side with john after this so, and this is kind of a deep, it's kind of a, a deep, a deep theory. So I don't think that the show is going to do this because again, we don't have time. There's one episode left and we don't really know a lot about, about the dragons, even though we've been with them really since se- the end of season one, we still don't know like how they think or, or if they think on their own or, or what's really going on with them. But in the scene with John and Danny at the waterfall, Drogon was kind of like the, both of the dragons were kind of like, it was almost like they were bowing to him. Like they acknowledged kind of who he was or whatever. So I guess based on that, there's a theory floating around right now that maybe Drogon, maybe he's not really happy about what's happened, (laughs) which sounds silly and stupid when I say it out loud that, you know, this like beast thing could actually potentially think for itself. But I I mean, who knows at this point what they do? I mean, they could do something like that. I guess in in one way that that kind of makes sense, and I know that George R. R. Martin has came out and said Daenerys isn't immune to dragon, or it was just kind of a, a one time thing. Right. Um, that that would be interesting, but I I don't think that the show has really set right. that up the well. The show hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Gone and and if if the dragon kills Daenerys, we might want to stay away from the internet for like a month because. <laughs> I, I, people, I don't think people would take that well at all. I don't think so either. 
Yeah, I don't. I th- <laughs> I think it would be it would be a shit show on Reddit. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we could do like an extended. We could probably do a month of additional episodes just people <laughs> being mad on Reddit. Just reading Reddit posts about. <laughs> about the ending of the show and we might we might potentially do do an, an episode like that or something at, at the end of this where we only read reddit posts or something that, that might be fun something we can think about in the future but um i think we're gonna wrap it up there um do you have anything else josh that you want to talk about uh no no i think uh i think we went over everything just just remember whenever Tyrion dies at the end that that was me like uh, yeah. that was me that was all you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Joanna Robinson, but okay. <laughs> Whoever well, she gets her you know, my, my name, we're, we're really close. People get mixed up all the time. They so do. we'll just go with it. They, they get you guys mixed up all the time. Her and her purple hair. I can see why. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, be sure that you follow the podcast at Caught My Pod on facebook and on twitter you can follow me at sarah knightley on twitter as well and join my facebook group game of thrones spoilers welcome and i've also got a poll up right now on what we should do as far as like a new group for facebook moving on and for the podcast so be sure that you vote on that as well and thanks everyone for listening bye-bye have a good night everybody